Hello, you're listening to the C to Z of movies. My name's Colin. I am the C. With me is Zijan, the Z. Hello, Zijan. Hey, Colin. I thought I came back from Malaysia and, you know, it'd be nice and cool here, but it's Mm-mm. not. It's, it's been, been absolutely awful. Very, very hot, hasn't it? Yeah. <sighs> it's awful, awful. Hey, <laughs> and how did um, our English boys do um, in the World Cup? We won it. We didn't win yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no one's going to believe this. Like, <laughs> yeah. Is this one of the things that you say it loud enough, it may actually happen exactly. in like 2024 or something? Ignore the fake news media, Zijan. <laughs> that tells you that France won the World Cup. It was England. Ingerland. How did Malaysia get on the World Cup? Well, pretty good, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We beat Croatia. Everyone beats Croatia. Yeah, uh, That sounds incredible, Zijan. <laughs> Speaking of which, today we're talking about Incredibles 2, we are talking about the films of Will Ferrell, we're doing a quiz on Robin Hood films, and so much more. So much more. Well, you've changed it. I switched, I switched it up. It's going to confuse our listeners. You've got to keep things fresh. I mean, we've been doing the same format for two years, but we've got to keep things fresh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and as a symbol of that freshness, we start with the news. Zijan, tell me some news, was I eat some more sandwich? Why are you eating? You should be listening to me and contributing to this. I can listen with uh, my ears. Uh, <laughs> most, most of my news are not very noteworthy, but I'll just like run through them. So Joaquin Phoenix is now officially confirmed as the Joker. It does seem to be a, 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 a news session where basically just confirming all the stuff that we already knew about. But yeah, I know, right? <laughs> that, that, that's how um, unimportant the rest of my news are. <laughs> Yeah, I must admit, I thought this was confirmed some time ago, but um, this bread is stale. You don't um, need to talk about your bacon sandwich, Colin. Was <laughs> it's probably more important, uh, more interesting in my news. To be I fair. love crispy bacon, really crispy bacon. And let me tell you, and let me tell the listeners as well, the best way to get your bacon crispy is the George Foreman grill. Uh, okay, I thought you were going to tie in with some news about Kevin Bacon, but anyway, let me go on. That would have been awesome. <laughs> let um, me continue on with my um, unimportant news. There will be a movie about Downton Abbey. Yes, but I, 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 the first I heard of this was they said Lillian's not going to be in it. I thought I didn't know there was one. Um, Is she not going to be in it? Why, why not? I didn't read the story. I only read the headline. So, <laughs> so I've not seen Downton Abbey. Have you seen so, Did I say Abbey? Lily Allen? Lily Allen's yeah, not going to be in it. Um, Lily James is also not going to be in it. Um, more to the point. Because Lily Allen is a singer who's, who's entirely unconnected with Downton Abbey. <laughs> you know, maybe you should stop eating our sandwich and, you know, yeah, start right. paying attention all to right, the news. All right, all right. Lily James is not going to be in it. Lily Have Cole, you seen Downton Abbey? Lily Cole is not going to be in it. Uh, no, I've not seen... Well, I, I've, my parents occasionally watch it, so I've seen kind of Christmas specials when I'm there. It's very popular, isn't it? For some reason, it is. It's one of those things that are so popular that I've not seen it. Uh, yeah, I've not seen it. So, um, are, are, are the cast mostly returning? Do we know? Uh, I, I, I think so. Are. I know Maggie Smith is returning. That's for okay. sure. Hugh Bonneville? Right. Matthew Good? Mm, I know I know Matthew Good from The Crown, but... <laughs> some of the people might have been killed off in Downton Abbey. I've got no idea. Do people die in Downton Abbey? Yeah, they, yeah apparently... Um, that's a big thing. They kill people off all the time. I think I got to think they did kill off Matthew Good. So it's like Game of Thrones. Well, it's kind of yeah. Although I think they kill them one at a time rather than uh, just kind of slaughter half the cast. Um, but yeah, I think particularly at Christmas, the one I, I do remember the Christmas special. Someone died. I can't remember who it was. It might have been Matthew Good. Okay. Oh, poor Matthew Good. No, so he won't be returning then. Well, I could be wrong. See, does that movie's first for <laughs> news we don't really know anything about. 
Um, okay, well, I look forward to our special on that our special episode on on the Downton Abbey movie. Yeah, um, does your brother like Downton Abbey? Uh, I think he's watched some of it. I don't think he's okay. Cool. Oh, Sam can take my place. Get him in. Oh, no, you can take my place. You can talk to him about it. That'd be great. Um, hey, you know what else you could do in a George Foreman grill? Maybe goose. Well, speaking of that, um, Miles no, Teller I... is playing Goose's son in Top Gun 2. You might recall last time we said there was... That was so bad. <laughs> All right. Have you done Goose on a George Foreman grill? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I haven't. I suspect it wouldn't work. Um, so you have to chop the goose. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of fat. If you've ever tried to cook goose on a George Foreman grill, let us know at CDZ Movies, CDZ Movies at gmail.com. We um, are dragging this, <laughs> this so much. Um, no need to commentate. Uh, so last time we gave a list of three people. I said I hope to be Miles Teller. And I think, in fact, the day we released the episode, um, it was announced that it was going to be Miles Teller. So I'd like to see Miles Teller go toe-to-toe with Tom Cruise. Okay. Hmm. He'll be... So Goose, is it Tom Cruise who played Goose, right? I can't remember. No, Tom, Tom Cruise was Maverick. Goose was... I can't remember the actor's name, but he's the one who died in oh. Top Gun. It's not Wild Kilmer. No, Val Kilmer is Iceman. Iceman. Mm. Yeah. Uh, who has watched Top Gun 2 anyway, apart from you, because you love Tom Cruise? Oh, speaking of Tom Cruise, by the way. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> this is a side note. I'm I excited. I'm excited. <laughs> uh, my, my boss actually um, took a picture of Tom Cruise. Wow. He's way back from work. Okay. Well, he was just yeah. walking the streets, was he? No, there was, uh, there was, you know, Mission Possible is out. That's the thing. So there was a red carpet at Waterloo. Ah, uh, okay. So Tom Cruise was there, and so was Henry Cavill. Oh, sweet. Yeah, so this has nothing to do with anything whatsoever. But I thought I should interlude with something Yeah, I'm interested. Um, Tom Cruise is awesome. Uh, i got some... Since we seem to be doing doubling up on the news, um, I've got some Star Wars news. I've got two pieces of Star Wars news. Um, Billy <sighs> D. Williams is back as Lando Calrissian in Star Wars 9. Confirmed. Uh, he was... The original Lando, he also voiced Lando in uh, Lego... No, he didn't voice Lando in Lego Batman. He voiced Two-Face in Lego Batman. Um, anyway, but he's, he's reprising his role. And Kerry Russell has also joined the cast. Um, I think that's still in talks. Kerry Russell? Mm. I have not seen her in anything for ages. I think she was in Baywatch. Um, which I, Yeah, I definitely haven't seen Baywatch. I saw some of it because the guy next to me on the plane was watching it. Um, uh, was it as good from the side as he was from the front? So terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Even, I mean, with the sound off and just catching glimpses, I thought this is an abominable film. But yeah, Kerry Russell does, she does a lot of J.J. Abrams stuff. She was in a TV series called Felicity, which he, he did. So yep. uh, not a big surprise. She was in Mission Impossible 3, actually. Um, speaking of uh, Tom Cruise, uh, which was... J.J. Abrams directed. Ah, I didn't know that. Uh, what I have like um, Spawn. Mm. You know Spawn? Uh, vaguely. Yeah, he's a comic character. He's being played by Jamie Foxx. There's a film currently in pre-production. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jeremy Renner has signed up to on the project as well. To play Twitch Williams. Yeah, who is apparently a sidekick to Spawn. I, I don't know much about Spawn because it's not one of the Marvel DC flagships. It's Image, I think. Okay. Um, yeah, but so Jeremy Renner is a big actor, and so is Jamie Foxx. Anyway, both hmm. who are in comic book films were were in comic book films. So, oh yeah, Jamie Foxx was Electro, wasn't he? Um, mm-hmm. hmm. So they both should know what they're getting themselves into. 
So I did see um, something saying Jeremy Renner is playing the lead in Spawn. I was like, well, isn't the lead Spawn? Spawn. <laughs> so there you go. He, he does. Um, I like Jeremy Renner. But he t- has chooses some odd projects. Have that, you seen Tag yet? I haven't seen Tag. I, I was planning to see Tag as, as long time listeners will know, but it got uh, terrible reviews. Don't. So I didn't. Have you seen it? Have you? Uh, so I was bored. One weekend, <laughs> right? And I've decided, you know, because I've got a free cinema pass, right? Oh yeah. So yeah, just let's let's choose and watch tag. Jeremy Renner was <laughs> in it, so it can't be that bad. Oh yeah. I left halfway through the film. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you don't know if he ever gets tagged. Uh, I read the Wikipedia entry. He does in the end. Okay. Spoiler Good to know. alert. <laughs> Do you think it was worth him breaking both his arms to, for that film? You hear this? Probably you you, you broke I don't think it's worth breaking both your arms to, arms to do a lot of things, Colin. Oh, I don't know. Saving a, a child from a runaway horse? Nah. No. Okay, fine. Um, speaking of someone who has broken both their arms, albeit at different times, I don't think it was worth it. What? I've broken both my arms. <laughs> what were you doing? Uh, well, the first time I was playing football, and the second time I was hurdling. You hurdled? In, it was in school. I was. It was a PE lesson. I uh, I fell as I landed. Put my put my arm down and break my arm. It was the day of my piano exam. It's good times. <laughs> did you pass said piano exam? Well, I did eventually. I didn't take it that day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're padding this podcast <laughs> out so much this time around. You're a fan, Zijan, of Danai Guerrero. I'm sure, knowing her from Black Panther. Oh, yes. Yes, there we go. It took me a while. <laughs> Your pronunciation is some work, but okay. Okay. No, no. Tell, me, tell me how it should be pronounced. I, I'm not going to say it. Okay, well, at least I was brave. Um, she's going to be in two films, um, well, probably more in her career, but two that's coming up. She's going to be in Godzilla vs. Kong, and she's going to be in the next Star Trek movie. Did so, anyone ask for Godzilla vs. Kong? Um, I think people kind of liked Godzilla and kind of liked Kong Skull Island. I don't think anyone's particularly excited by either of them, but um, it's all about movie universes these days, so inevitable. Uh, there, there was a film about Godzilla vs. Kong as well, weren't when, when uh, there? At least one, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because I'm pretty sure we did a quiz about it before as well. Oh, we did, didn't we? Yes. Yeah. Well, they, now that Denai is going to be there, um, that probably doesn't make any difference to whether or not I was going to I was probably going to watch it, unless it gets bad reviews. Why if Tom Cruise is in it? Oh, definitely, but he's not really. Um, why, why if Tom Cruise plays King Kong? Who wouldn't see that? That'd be incredible. <laughs> um, so uh, the, yeah, I, I've seen Kong Island. I've not seen Godzilla. Hmm. No. And the next uh, Star Trek, I'd, I'd probably watch the next Star Trek, even though I wasn't a big fan of. Um, I, I I didn't know it was still happening. Well, there's two. There's the Star Trek. The next Star Trek after Star Trek Beyond, um, but there's also Quentin Tarantino's doing a Star Trek film that's not in not in the same universe, apparently. Okay. Mm, madness. Uh, anyway, speaking about sequels that I didn't know about. Oh yes. There's going to be a new Robocop sequel. Yes. Coming back, that I didn't know about. It's being directed by Neil Blomkamp. Poor old Neil Blomkamp. Um, he was good at District Nine, but everyone keeps saying that though. Yeah, District Nine was great. If, I've been fairness, I've not seen the other stuff he did, but he did uh, Chappie, which people didn't like, and he did Elysium, which people didn't really like, and he spent a long time trying to make an Alien sequel that never happened. Yeah. So, uh... Maybe, maybe District 9 was his peak. He does love a bit sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this could be a, um, this could be a defining moment for Neil Blomkamp, whether or not he's going to be allowed to make films anymore. 
Yeah. Well, we said that about M. Night Shaman for a while now, but yeah, he still is here. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Mm. Yeah, like, not. I mean, I've never seen any of the previous Robocops. So, uh. No, me neither. Good times. Right. Uh, what else have we got here? <laughs> um, speaking of films I've not seen any of, Idris Elba is playing the villain in the Fast and Furious spin off called Hobbs and something or other. Okay, and moving on from Who that. Cares? <laughs> um, last time uh, um, I gave, since that was quick, um, I gave, I think it was last time I gave three directors who might be doing Black Widow. Apparently it's going to be Kate Shortland. Well done, Kate. I look forward to that. <laughs> I don't know any of her previous films. I know they listed it down be, uh, in the news. She did Lore and Berlin Syndrome, apparently, but I have no idea what those films are. No, likewise. Um, I think they were re- well received, but I've never heard of it. But yeah, fair enough. Give a young up and comer a chance. Why not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is a zombie comedy with Bill Murray coming, which is not Zombieland 2. Although Zombieland 2 has been confirmed. Yes. Is it Zombie Comedy uh, Bill Murray? What's it called? It's called The Date Don't Die. The Dead Don't Die. Yeah, I know. It's mm. a, another zombie comedy and it has quite a cast. Yes, Adam Driver. Oh, yeah. Chloe Savigny. Mm. Tilda Swinton. Mm. Selena <laughs> Gomez. Why are you, <laughs> why are you groaning? I'm not a big fan of Tilda Swinton. Although she was good in uh, Doctor Strange. Uh, Selena Gomez. That's yes. huge. I love all her films. I Which have, ones have you seen? I don't think I've seen any. She's, she's the girl from High School Musical, right? Moving on. <laughs> Is that not right? No. No? All right. No. Okay. No. Anyway. <clears throat> um, Are you sure that's I'll... not right? No, of course not. <laughs> okay. And I know my high school musical. <laughs> You're thinking about Vanessa Hudgens. Oh, I am thinking about Vanessa Hudgens. Has Selena Gomez ever acted before? Pretty sure she has. Oh, she was in the um, the music video for Bad Blood. I've seen that. Well done, <laughs> Colin. We I'm trying to get this to spin off into a Taylor Swift podcast, slowly but surely. No, no. Uh, and the last bit of news I had, yeah. I have, uh, is to do with uh, the big news that came out a couple of weeks ago, well, last week, which is not about the World Cup. It's about the Thai boys being stuck in a cave. Okay. And were rescued. I remember. And they are being made into film, or at least some movie studios have already yeah, gotten permission someone- by the... Someone's by the Thai government and Navy. Well. Yeah, I know. It's quick, isn't it? Like, it's pretty much signifies the death of ideas <laughs> in Hollywood, really. Was there like a, that, a, a lawyer kind of waiting outside like that? Like, I know. Like by the cave, like, sign here, sign here. I know, it's insane, isn't it? I mean, like... Because they made a film of those um, Chilean miners. Um, they did. I, I don't think... It no just one, came no and he went it. and no yeah. one no huh. watched it, yeah. Well, it's like, we've um, already seen this on the news. It's, <laughs> we know what happened. Yeah, this this film is being eyed by John M. Chu. Uh, you probably don't know him. He's making the new, f- the upcoming film Crazy Rich Asians. Okay. And he promises not to whitewash the film, but honestly, so it's, it's Thai, like Thai actors all around, is it? I have no idea. It's just way too soon. It's way too soon. Oh, I, I, although I quite I like the the Elon Musk subplot where he kind of <laughs> built a submarine, <laughs> he, and then and where he tweeted about it. Um, and yes. his share prices fell by 3%. Brilliant. And then he started uh, tweeting uh, unsubstantiated slurs against the British diver. Um, oh, it's ridiculous. Good old Elon Musk. He's insane. Well, I guess when you're a billionaire, you can do anything you like, right? Oh, he doesn't like being called a billionaire. He said, oh, yeah, I know. Please stop calling me a billionaire. Uh, anyway, uh, what have we got here? Um, who do you think was the highest paid actor last year? 
bearing in mind that they seem to have changed the definition of paid to he sold his shares in a vodka company. (laughs) (laughs) And that's where Harry made most of his money. Yeah, that's Mr. Clooney. George Clooney. Good good on him. It's it's odd, though. Like, that, that list has a lot of selling of businesses. Yeah, I mean that's not right. being paid, is it? That, I mean, I guess technically he has—they're paying him the money. But yeah, this, they've done pretty well because this this company—I I was really up for this. This is not really movie news, but hey, I thought it was quite fun. They, they wanted—I think it was vodka. It was some alcohol anyway. Um, and they wanted—they didn't like the stuff that was on the market, so they got this this um, these people like a factory to make it for them and producing like a thousand bottles a year just for personal use, which was a little bit concerning. And then they wow. said, "Can we start selling these on the market?" And they said, "Sure." And they um, stand to make. Like, I think they put in a few hundred grand and they're going to make t- hundreds of billions out of this. So, uh, fair play to them. Hmm. Um, and finally in news, uh, Timothy Chalamet is in talks for Dune. Dune's coming back. Yes. He's pro- this is probably the main character, though. Hmm. The that main one? character is a boy, if I'm not mistaken. Like a teenager. Okay. Who did Sting play in the last one? Was that him? Uh, <laughs> I, I have no idea. Brilliant. Oh yeah, um, I've also got some exciting news about a Stanley Kubrick screenplay being found, but who cares. Um, let's move on to the famous segment, To See or Not to Z, where we talk about a film we've seen and we tell you, the listener, whether you should see it or you should not Zed it. Uh, Zijan, is it is it tag or do you have something else there? Uh, no, 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 it's not tag, thank God. Oh, I, can, I can tell you the first half of tag. It's it. not worth watching. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's basically the first half of tech. Is, it revolves around the story. I'm pretty sure it came out in the news recently as well. Mm. A group of friends uh, It's inspired by a group of friends who have this like many years of uh, game of tech going on. Mm. And in this movie, Jeremy Renner plays the friend who has never ever been tagged. Ever. And this group of friends decided to band together this time around to try and tag him. Sounds intense. On his wedding. On his wedding? Wow. Mm-hmm. The, um, in parts of this country, I think particularly in the north, it's referred to as TIG. I wonder if they released it as TIG in Middlesbrough. Uh, mm. Is TIG even a game that is popular in the UK? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm, it certainly was when I was at school. Yeah. Mm. It was always, always playing TIG around the playground. Good times. Yeah. That, so yeah, that's another notch on the list of films that were based on games that did not do yeah. very well. And indeed, an Isla Fisher film that is not good, like all Isla Fisher films. Like all Isla Fisher films. And is is that your chosen film? No, well, I watched Ocean's Eight as well. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah, are you? Were you going to talk about it? No. <laughs> so let me explain it then. Okay. So Ocean's Eight is basically um, talking about um, Danny Ocean's sister. Played by Sandra Bullock. Debbie Ocean. Yeah. Debbie Ocean has a cast of eight. The eight includes Sandra Bullock, Kate Blanchett, Anne Hathaway, Helena Bonham Carter, Sarah Paulson, Mindy Carling, Rihanna, and Okafina. Very good. Mm-hmm. Very good. I thought you were going to stop halfway there. No, no, no. And um, Is that half three in the eight? I probably should have figured out the twist then. Oh, well. <laughs> well, everyone should have figured out the twist. <laughs> uh, but when they start counting them. Yes. So wait a minute. <laughs> There's only seven. <laughs> you need one more. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's a decent heist film. Uh, I I like heist films in general. Okay. Uh, I, I've always enjoyed them. Um, there was this um TV series that I used to like as well, but I can't remember what the name was on on the BBC. But it was all about. Is it Hustle? Yeah, it's Hustle. I love Hustle. Hustle's great. Yeah, I I love heist films and series in general. Uh, I thought this was decent. The 
I think it, in terms of complicatedness of the heist, I don't think it's as complicated as the ones that were in the earlier Ocean films. No. To be no. Right, it was very straightforward the way they did it, which it, it seems quite easy. And also one more thing as well, they talked about the sequel. I was thinking at least three of the team members do not have very transferable skills. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for sequels at least in like the Ocean's Eleven we like, need someone who can fashion design um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or, or cut jewels although you're, you're always, you always want some jewels cut I don't know <laughs> so yeah I'd agree I, I say this isn't a bad film but it wasn't wasn't great it was I think the, the beauty of Ocean's Eleven in particular is yeah very uh, zips along it's very cool very kind of suave fun mm. you feel like everyone's having a great time This you kind of get that a little bit but it just wasn't quite Pacey enough, I think. No, I did. Uh, minor spoilers, but I, I, I was amused when they kind of said, um, "I guess Sandra Bullock's been in prison." She was saying, oh, "I've I spent five years going over this plan. I now absolutely hundred percent sure nothing can possibly go wrong." The number of times things could have gone wrong, they were trusting to luck. <laughs> at one point, and this isn't really a spoiler. At one point, to get jewels from one place to another, they just put it on a tray of a guy who's walking past. Yep. Anything. Once we kind of, once he looks at the tray or thinks, <laughs> this tray is suddenly much heavier than it was. I wonder what that's about. <laughs> Crazy. Anyway, um, I, uh, I think there'll probably be a sequel. I think we might be, because you get some cameos from the Ocean's Eleven people, as we, as we said in the quiz last time. I think they might get a bit more. There were, like, Serena Williams was in it. Oh, she was, wasn't she? Yeah. 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 And uh, Heidi Klum was in it as well. Looking very good. Um, she's quite, for, well, considering she's quite old, these I, I remember her in Spin City like twenty years ago. Or something. That was a, anyway, um, I saw Jurassic World: colon, Fallen Kingdom. Oh yeah, so did I. Um, oh, you must be, what? Surely that is that came out before I went on holiday. Yeah, this is how li- I was not excited by seeing it, but I have it's now. A long, seen it. long time ago. Did we not talk about it at all? Well, I hadn't seen it last time. I just I saw it quite late in the day. Okay. I've been cool. watching the World Cup season. Ugh. <laughs> you know there are times in between the World Cups that you can watch. Yeah, in, in between the World Cup, I'm at work. <laughs> um. Anyway, I saw it. It was not great in my view. Um. I think I, I really enjoyed the previous Jurassic World. I thought it was great family entertainment, likable leads, good fun. This one I felt had lost almost all the charm. It kind of felt bit by numbers to me. Um, it's a shame because Jay Bayona, who's the director, I thought he did a great job with a film called A Monster Calls that came out last year. Um, so I had fairly high hopes. But yeah, no, I just, but, the characters did nothing. Like, there n- literally no character arc. Everyone was the same at the end as they were at the beginning, it felt. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not excited by seeing always slightly different dinosaur. <laughs> so... And, and to be honest, I don't have that much affection. I, I, I've seen the original. I didn't see it when I was a kid. I don't really have loads of affection for it. So when it's kind of like, um, yeah, this particular dinosaur is dead, or this particular dinosaur does this exciting thing, I was like, well, I, I have no affection for these dinosaurs. Um, <laughs> Were you not a dinosaur kid at all? Not really. I, I remember briefly collecting some sort of pop-up dinosaur things that came around the time of Jurassic Park. Did you not have a favorite dinosaur when you were younger? Nope. Wow. No, I still don't, in fact. Mm. So... Uh, I think it's a weird one because I think most of the audience, if it, most of the younger audience, certainly will, will, won't have seen the original, let alone have any. Oh, maybe not. But if if, if it's aim, if it's going for the kind of kids enjoying it, which it must be, I think well, a twelve-year-old's not seen Jurassic Park. No. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I'll, I might watch the next one, but um, also everyone's decisions seemed 
stupid. Like, pretty, much every, <laughs> pretty much every decision anyone made is like, what on earth? So this, I won't spoil the ending, but the the decision, the, the way it ends is so unbelievably stupid. I know, right? Like, uh, like how could you, you, surely you could have written this better. Um, so yeah, that was a disappointment for me. What do you think? Uh, I should say it was quite one note. So, but it, you you kind of expect it from a Jurassic Park film, though. No, at least at least this film doesn't set solely on the island, which pretty much all the other films were set on the island. Yeah, and it, it, it did. Uh, I guess, yeah, I said by numbers, but it did, it did think of something a bit different. Um, yeah, th- that's the only bit which I like. I like the fact that it's not only on the island, and it's just not all only about dinosaurs eating people who yeah. were stuck on the island, which yeah. were pretty much the previous four films. Yes, summary. yeah, that's that's true. Um, yeah, but. Yeah, who knows? I I I'm, I, say I might watch the next one, but I'm not very excited. Uh, let's move on then to our main segment today: Incredibles Two: Colon Fallen Kingdom. Um, <laughs> the long, much-awaited Incredibles Two. What were you? Fourteen years 14, in the making. Fourteen years ago, Zijan, did you see Incredibles fourteen years ago? Yeah, I did, and I loved it. Mm. It was amazing. Like uh, I, I think I, I can't, I cannot count the number of times I've actually seen the film. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's at least. Five times. So what you're saying no. is, as a qualified actor, you can't count above five. No. Fair enough. It's very uh. difficult. That's what Excel is for. <laughs> yep. Fair enough. Um, yes, I, I saw it uh, at the end of my first term at university. I enjoyed it immensely. Um, I'd say this is my favourite. Well, the originals are probably my favourite Pixar film. Um, mm. it, it's really good. So The Incredibles 2 follows straight after the first Incredibles. Yes, yeah, so I was just sorry. So we're going on spoilers. We're going to go spoilers. Um, yep. Go for it, Zijan. So, Incredible, as I was saying, as you were saying, <laughs> the Incredibles two follows straight after the Incredibles, so there's no like uh, fourteen year uh, time gap. No. <laughs> yeah. Also, everyone's the same, uh, same age. Uh, but I was saying to you before in an earlier podcast, like they had to replace the the voice actor for Dash, mm. the kid, because um, yeah, he's, he he's not a kid anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, Although they use the same voice for Jack, Jack. Because he's he's in exclusively in kind of stuff they recorded previously, right? Oh, really? I didn't know mm. that. Yeah. Uh, so, for those who do not know and who have not seen the oh. first Incredibles, and you should have watched the first Incredibles because it's a very great film. It's uh, about a family of superheroes. Uh, you have Mister Incredible, who has superhuman strength. Um, then Elastigirl, his wife, who is elastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Violet who is their daughter who can cast force fields and can go invisible. You have um, Dash, who is their son, who can run very fast. And you have Jack-Jack, who is their baby, who, as you'll find out from this film, has superpowers of his own as well. Which we kind of saw at the end of the first film. But we I, did. I hadn't, and there's a short called Jack-Jack Attack, which I've never seen, but um, I hadn't realised until this film that his parents, or indeed his family, didn't know he had powers at that point. No. I'd forgotten that. Um, yeah. And so this film mostly revolves around um, Elastigirl carving a career for herself. Mm. Um, and Mr. Incredible being a stay-at-home dad. Yeah, so in, in the previous one, he's he's off superheroing behind her back. But in this yes. one, she is... Because well, superheroes She's, are illegal, um, which is... When when Captain America Civil War came out, I never really really made the connection, but it's basically the same thing that's happened there, isn't it? Um, the, it is, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so they've been made, made legal, but Elastigirl is the poster girl for making them legal again, essentially. Yeah. Yep, and basically that's the that's, that's the that's the gist of the story without spoiling anything. Mm. 
Let's start, Zijan, with the, sh- the, uh, the little short before the film. Called, called Bow. Bow. Which Bow. is the most terrifying thing I've seen in the cinema in a long time. <laughs> uh, is it because of the animated Bow? It's because... She's made this food with this bow, which is kind of a I don't know, sort of pastryous type thing, stuffed with vegetables. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. And she starts eating it, and then it comes alive, and it's horrible. <laughs> uh, oh. we, we all know about Colin's fear about <laughs> animated uh, objects. It came alive. Uh, I took my glasses off. <laughs> did, did you really? I did. I was like uh, sat there with a bunch of like kids all around the cinema, and I was like, no, oh, make it stop. <laughs> Well, it was only like five minutes, so you didn't miss much. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, because uh, no one wants these things, do they? They just pad the runtime. Do time. they really? Uh, well, I'm pretty sure they get nominated for Oscars as well. No. Really? Because, like, yeah, the animated shots, isn't there an Oscar for an animated shots? Well, there is, but does it... Is that eligible? Don't these count as animated is. shots? I guess the movie yeah. does. So that's probably why. There you go. I hated it. Mm. Um. This, you haven't even seen it, Colin. Well, I saw most of it. I, I, when, it, when it came relatively clear she wasn't going to be eating any more things that came alive. I, you watched it again? I don't, I don't want... Oh. Anyway, horrible, horrible, horrible. <laughs> so these, these are my first two bullet points in my notes. <laughs> that, that, bullet that, point that, one. Anybody shot before that was <laughs> horrible because there was something... There was some food coming alive. Yeah. The first bullet point is bow code on utterly terrifying. <laughs> uh, the second bullet point is Craig T. Nelson is 74. That's my um, Craty Nelson, who voices Mr. Incredible, who apparently is 39, or maybe 40. Craty wow. Nelson is 74, and, you, and there were times where you could tell. Um, we thought, this guy does not sound the right age. Uh, I, I watched the TV series Parenthood, in which he plays the kind of patriarch, and in in that series, died of natural causes. That's how old he is. <laughs> wow, that's that's impressive. 74 is a good age to be. It's all right, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Uh, this film is also directed by Brad Bird, who mm. did the first film as well. And Brad Bird is pro- probably well known for the Iron Giant, mm. and Ratatouille, and Ratatouille. Yeah, and he also did Mission Impossible Four, which is and Tomorrowland. Yeah, which is not good, not good at all. Um, so yeah, and apparently um, Incredibles. I think I'm not sure it was the first, but it was one of the very few Pixar films at that point that was had a single director. Usually, they had multiple directors. Mm. And apparently he was the first person to pitch, actually pitch something to do to Pixar, saying this is the story I want to do, as opposed to kind of getting a job as a as an animator or or, to, or director or whatever else, just on the staff. Kind of came in and said, "I've got all these ideas. This is what I want to do," which no one had done before. Hmm. Well, it's a superhero film, so it's not like it's that original. Um. You. Yeah. I guess you're right. Although, if you think of the original, one, it's um. It's not got all the superhero tropes, really, has it? I mean, it's got some, but it's no. got the, the idea of a kind of a uh, out of work superhero, kind of, kind of well, kind of it's made illegal and he's doing it behind his family's back. I mean, it's because it is a superhero film, but it's very much a family film as well, isn't it? No. It is. That's that's a good thing about it. Mm. Um, which brings us to this film. It does. Um, so I'm going to say it out right now. Okay. That I did not enjoy this film as much as the first one. Okay. Uh, in fact, I was quite disappointed with this film. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it it just didn't so like I, I I maybe it could be because of the undue high expectations I had on this film, thanks to how much I liked enjoyed the first one. Nice. Um, I mean, this film I felt was it it was just subpar to the first film. I, I think it lacked a lot of. Um, 
a lot of the storylines that we mentioned earlier about um Bob his incredible being a stay at home dad mm. and then um Elastigirl being like the the working mom. I mean, they, it started okay, but they didn't like follow through okay. with that concept. I I didn't feel like they did. Like there wasn't much of a uh, conflict or resolution, or if there was going, supposed to be with that issue, and I felt like they, it lost a lot of the heart that was in the first film. You see, I didn't. I felt at all. I think I probably prefer the original, although it's it's weird from a from a technical point of view. Yeah, you kind of forget how bad the original looks compared to this. I mean, it's fourteen years ago, mm. but you see clips from it, you think, "Wow, is that really how it looked?" But, um, I, I I enjoyed this one. I think, yeah, maybe not quite as much as the first, but um, I wasn't disappointed at all. I came around having have a good time. I'll, I'll pick some holes in it in this, but um, in in principle, I think, yeah, the heart I think was still there for me. I think you definitely felt, well, I definitely felt the kind of the, the family unit um, was was okay. strong. Kind of, um, it's good to be with these characters again. Yeah, no, I I had a good old time. So uh, the split, so the, the family itself, I think we got a good split across the family. So uh, last one I saw was Mr. Incredible's film. This one was probably more Elastigirl's film, but you still saw plenty of Mr. Incredible. Yes. Um, if it, maybe a bit, you could have had more Violet and Dash, although they kind of came into their own towards the third act. Yeah, uh, well, not quite though. I think the kids were quite underserved in this film because they were outshadowed by having to sh- put Jack Jack in in almost everything. There was a lot of Jack Jack, yeah, yeah. Which uh, oh, I thought was the issue because like i thought violet and dash had to make way for jack jack being like the main you know focus which which annoyed me a little bit because like you know can you remember a time when dash was actually using his powers in this film at all because uh, yes. i struggle to it's very you push like, the old lady out of the way of that car yeah but <laughs> okay mm. but that's pretty much it really do like you, in do, you reckon, f- do you reckon they called the kid dash before they knew he had powers <laughs> it'd be very awkward if his power was invisibility yeah uh, <laughs> that's um but like i mean in the first film you see dash running across water and hmm. you know th- those are pretty cool stuff but in this one he just doesn't do much really yeah i think i think it's fair i uh, because they did have quite a lot to do in the third act, I kind of forgave it. But yeah, speaking of character arcs, that particularly Dash doesn't really have any kind of arc at no, all. No, nothing um, at all. He had struggled with maths. He did, he did struggle with maths, poor kid. Um, and Violet kind of had this, had a bit of an arc, but it's more or less the same arc she had in the last film. Um, <laughs> and the kids, oh, yeah. Actually, what I thought was because we've got a fourteen-year gap, and again, a lot. This is a kids' film, um, and a lot of people who watch it weren't a, well, a lot of the time audience weren't even born when the first one came out, and and might have seen it. I thought it was very odd to start off with a scene between Tony and Rick Dicker. Do you think who's if you're going to forget any of the characters from this film, it's going to be Tony and Rick Dicker? <laughs> I, was, I was looking at Rick Dicker and thinking, I, I think I recognise him. Although it turns out the guy who voiced him in the previous one is is, um, is now dead, um, so he got. Oh really? Re- I think he was replaced already because he retired, but um, he, he passed away uh, earlier this year. Um, although the guy who replaced him did a very good uh, impression, a very good job. Mm. But it was quite fun that it kind of kicked off from from the end of the last one. But I, get, I don't know how many people were cry were kind of spent the last fourteen years thinking. I wonder what happened with the Underminer. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think that the plot of this film feels very similar to the previous film's plot as well? Um, I can see, I can see elements of it. Um, I mean, I guess there's a, well, we've got Mister Incredible lying to his wife again. <laughs> that seems to be a big, big, big part of his character. <laughs> yeah, um, and learning to come together as a family. So I can see, I can see that. I think the fact that it's kind of exploring more 
Um, the role reversal of the parents was, was interesting. I thought they'd done fairly well. Um, the villain, who will I guess we'll come on to in spoilers, um, yep. wasn't as good. Yeah, well, the main villain for this, well, we can say right now because it's not a spoiler anyway, is uh, Screen Slaver. Yeah, Screen Slaver. That's their name. That's... It's like screensaver, but with an L. Yeah, yeah. Clever, huh? Ba- basically, what's their motive again? I can't remember now. It's been a while. Um, well, I think I think the motive would be spoilers, but um, what they they try and do is, or what, the, what? Yeah, they basically hypnotize people. Anyone who's looking at a screen. Oh uh, yeah, that's it true. kind of felt a bit like it was going to be a, a kind of satire on the way that we're all engrossed in mobile phones and stuff, but it didn't really go that direction at all. No, I suppose it'd be a it, bit um, hypocritical to put that in a film on a screen. Uh, but I, I, I guess if you think, where could this go? I, I think this is different enough to the first one, and it's it's okay. interesting things. So I, I, I didn't fold that personally. Mm. Um, the Jack Jack stuff, I, I think that's going to split people. I think I didn't mind the Jack Jack stuff, but I, I wasn't in love with it. Um, it. It was way too long. Yeah, there's in one. At one point, he fights a raccoon for quite a long time, and that yeah. felt very much like a kind of animated short. It didn't really fit in with the film particularly. The, the, I, I see, I've not I've not seen Jack Jack attack, but I imagine that's probably that kind of thing. Just let's look at let's give five minutes for him to do an exciting range of powers. Yeah, and the problem with someone who has so many powers, right? Mm. He just becomes a Deus Ex Machina at the end Ooh, of the day. Latin. Ooh. Yeah, uh, he he pretty much solves the problems, right? You just just have him. He has mm. multiple powers. Like I've got a list down. He has okay. He has laser beam eyes. He does. He can duplicate himself. Yep. He can turn into a monster. A feral monster. And in fact, the monster, um, I, I said that he was entirely voiced with archive footage, but the monster was voiced separately, just to make, be absolutely uh, accurate. He can go through walls? Yes. What else can he do? He can do a lot of things. Uh, he can set on fire. Yep, that's true. Uh, he can go into a parallel dimension. Of course. Yeah. I think they said he had 17 powers, so there must be uh, missing some, but um, I, if, well, we'll talk later, I guess, about whether they're going to do a sequel, but... Um, Actually, let's talk about it now. I'm sure they will do a sequel. Uh, I don't think they're going to wait 14 years this time, but um, I imagine if they are going to push it along a bit, Jack-Jack will lose some of those powers as he grows. They I even, hope so, though. Yeah, they even kind of hinted at it, saying um, some people have a lot of powers and then kind of like, when they're young and then they focus on one. I think it would be more interesting if he had no powers, kind of what's it like growing up in a superpower family where you're not superpowered. Mm. Although, in fairness, that is the storyline of Sky High, now I think about it. That's a good film. Check out Sky High. Um, I do like Sky High. It's good. <laughs> yeah. uh, young Danielle Panabaker, isn't it? Mm. Mm. Uh, Sky High might not be as good as I'm... <laughs> but, uh, who knows? Um, so, sequel. Do you think we're going to get one in the next couple of years? Or do you think it'll be... Uh, I suppose it takes a long time to make these things. Yeah. yeah um, I would prefer a sequel for this than Cars 3. <laughs> yes, yeah. I would say. But, yeah, why not? Um... I just hope that they switch up a little bit more, though. Hmm. That, that's my only hope. Um, yeah, I think I. That's probably coming out in spoilers. Uh, Frozone. He was fine. He was fine. He did what he did in the first film. Yeah, Samuel Jackson cemented his position as the uh, highest box office actor of all time by some yep. distance. I think it's a couple of billion above the next next highest place. So when you do Marvel and Star Wars and Incredibles and Jurassic Park, it's. Um, <laughs> It all kind of adds up. Although he's not come back. In, did he die in Jurassic Park? Uh, he did, the first one. There you go. Um, fine. i got nothing else uh, that isn't spoilery. No, me neither. Let's move on to spoilers quickly. Cool. Um, 
Spoilers, 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 spoilers. <laughs> let's, 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 let's talk about um, the villain then. So, um, it's the um, it's the girl. I saw the villain miles ahead. This was it was so obvious, so predictable, man. Like oh, so predictable. I even predicted why she decided to become the villain yep, as well. Yep, Once her brother explained the story, I was like. Oh, it's going to be her, isn't it? So, for those who haven't seen it, but um, who are sticking around, um, there's basically, there's a guy, um, I can't remember anyone's name, he's voiced by Bob Odenkirk, but there's a guy who, um, he wants the superheroes in general to be back, um, and so that he's the one who's getting Elastigirl onto the screen, or um, and he has a sister who plays no part in the plot. She does the tech stuff, apparently. She does the tech stuff. She's just there, and basically they're, they're heavily, heavily telegraphing the fact no, the idea that he's going to be the villain so heavily that no one's going to fall. Actually, in fairness, it's a kid's film. Kids are going to fall for it, aren't they? Um, <laughs> but yeah, you think, well, what, what other characters are there? That's, that's Unless they're going to suddenly say that Frozone or Edna is a villain. It was, it's pretty much her, isn't it? It's got to be. And if, I guess it fits to the whole women can do stuff to narrative of, of the film. <laughs> women can be villains with pretty bad vague plans um, uh, uh, well, so what was her main plan then Colin uh, well, I think she, so she, um, her her parents were killed um, by intruders uh, her parents are big fans of superheroes and had tried to phone through to some couple of superheroes to get them to protect them but they didn't come through and she said well, why don't they just go into the panic room uh, so she, her brother is like sees this as a reason why superheroes need to be around whereas she sees it as a we shouldn't be relying on superheroes so her plan is to um essentially hypnotise the, the superheroes into doing bad stuff so that we never get superheroes ever again. Which is so kind of I, where we were at the beginning of the film. Um, <laughs> so I'm quite sure why she can just let sleeping dogs lie. So I get her motives. Yeah. I really do. Okay. I just don't like the uh, conception of the plan. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's a little bit hackneyed. But I mean, you look at Syndrome last time, who was a great villain. It was great fun. Yeah. But his his motive was paper thin, wasn't it? It was a kind of a, this superhero was mean to me, so I'm going to make them all die. Yeah, that's true. All of them die. Yeah. So I think her motive is no more or less uh, sensible. But so, she, she, yeah, she's kind of hypnotizing people through screens, but she gets these goggles that she puts on superheroes and that kind of hypnotizes them. Mm-hmm. Um, which I did some fun stuff then because you then get Frozone and there's, there's a whole host of new superhero characters who I imagine we'll not see again but you know <laughs> um, and that was there's some fun scenes there I thought when they were kind of a, first of all Frozone is defending the kids but then he gets the goggles on him so he's attacking the kids as well there was some good stuff there I thought um, mm-hmm. some good action scenes some imaginative use of powers um, sort of yeah, yeah. Can kind of open up portals and got one who can just do a kind of reflux of uh, lava, effectively. Yeah, that's quite cool. Um, but yeah, you have, you have to remind, remind me a lot about this, Colin. I've okay. seen this film one month ago. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been a while and these things didn't stick as much as I would like them to. Okay. Yeah. So my, my big... So, um, so Master Girl goes out, she gets the goggles on her and so she's kind of one of the villainous ones. And this is, I guess, one of my disappointments of the film is because in Mr. Incredible... Um, and Elastigirl then fight when she's under hypnosis, which is a classic trope. But I thought that would be a really fun kind of centerpiece to the film. You get to see the two very different power sets facing off against each other, and he's obviously um, got this difficulty that he doesn't want to hurt his wife, and she doesn't have that because he's hypnotized. I thought that would be a really great, fun, yeah, almost the big scene of the film. But it lasted only like ten seconds. Yeah, and it, in in half darkness as well. And I think what a what a waste of that scene. And it's quite fun the way it ends because yeah, she she kisses him and um, he thinks that she's figured it out and, and 
whilst he's not, yeah, whilst he's distracted, she puts the goggles on him. But yeah, that that was a, that was a missed opportunity, I thought. Mm. And so, uh, uh, we're talking about like uh, plots that have been done again. The kids were having to save the parents again. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, Although, which... I, so it's nice to see them do that. But um, you're you're right; it's been done before. Although previously. No, you're right. As you know, they always done. It was, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's it's absolutely the same though. Like, cause um, I know in the first one they stole it away. Yeah. But in this one, obviously they rush. Mm. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to escape from the baddies, but yeah, I mean, it's still the same thing. Like, yeah, that's, the no, that's, fair. that's, that's fair. It just felt so similar. <laughs> so, I mean, if we do get another one, which I'm, again I'm sure we will, I think it would be more interesting to see kind of ten years down the line, or, five, or even five years. Yeah, I think it would be better for the film, for the series itself, if it were to do that. Yeah, because I, I can understand why he didn't do it this time, because he wanted to explore more, kind of. I think particularly he probably wanted to explore Jack-Jack as a, as a kid. Mm. And, and some of the best scenes, I think, are the kind of Mr. Incredible trying to cope with being a parent and stuff, and that was that was quite fun. Um, and I say, it's good to have a bit of maths in the film, even if, <laughs> even if maths got a bit of a, got a, bit of a uh, hammering. Yeah. <laughs> And I mean, so this new cast of of superheroes. If we're going to see anything again, we're going to see Void again. I think who was the one who yeah. created portals. He's kind of a a bit Viola esque, I guess. And this is kind of well, she she probably had more character than hmm. um, the rest, though. She, she reminded more... me of Mackenzie Davis, weirdly. Anyway, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> a, um, so uh, I I don't think they're going to get to a point where they can lead on those characters. But um, I think no, we... I mean those new characters when they introduce them, you you can guess straight away that they're going to do better with them. Hmm. One way or another, so. But it was good to see kind of a range of of specific powers as opposed to just everyone punching. Yeah, you know? I guess so. Uh, and yeah, yeah, although I did like, was it the, the the crusher who crushed? Like, you want me to uncrush this? <laughs> <laughs> I told you yeah, to that's... unpunch someone. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I mean, Elastic got a lot of her. She basically got three or three things she can she can kind of elongate herself. She can turn herself into a parachute, and she can turn herself into a trampoline. That's basically what she does. But um, but that she, that was that was fun to see. Um, and, uh, this has been described. Well, the first one has been described as the best Fantastic Four film. Um, this one, well, the, the previous one, Cause yeah, because basi- basically they are the Fantastic Four. Well, they have similar powers, mm. and but they're kind of. The, the whole idea of the Fantastic Four being the, the first family of, of comics, and this is a kind of proper family dynamic film. So yes. I, would, I would have liked to see more of Mr. and Ms. Incredible together, I guess, which you got at the yeah. beginning and the end, but um, I, can, I guess that kind of defeats the point of the film if you don't have them apart. Yeah, but again, it just felt like the same first film. <laughs> I'm going to keep repeating this the whole time around. Fair enough. But I, yeah, I, I, just, I just cannot get over the fact, over this okay. fact, that's all. Yeah, it's, it's harsh. Yeah, I say well, I guess, and I guess maybe that's partly because of this fourteen-year gap. It's almost a kind of a, a re. So in Star Wars, I think I heard this comparison elsewhere. But Star Wars: Force Awakens was, was ah yeah largely a retread of New Hope, but given the amount of time and, and a new new generation, that's maybe why I did that. And maybe this is the kind of same thing, saying well, yeah, fourteen yeah. years ago, let's assume you've not seen the previous one, and we'll kick this off again. You make a lot of sense. There you go. I, I must admit, I stole that, that whole idea wholesale from a different podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I say this. I mean, I've, I've, if you look at Pixar films the last few years, I, this is. I don't watch them all, but this is my favourite for a while. I think uh, Inside Out. Uh, you like Inside Out. I like Inside Out. Yeah, yeah. 
Are we getting an Inside Out 2? No, I hope not. Hmm. I'm quite happy with how Inside Out ends. Ended. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, that's probably it. Um, I, it sounds, yep. So I enjoyed it a lot. You enjoyed it a bit less, but um, yeah. there you go. Still good. Uh, we move on then to our famous, even more famous than the other famous segment, <laughs> uh, Actor Factor, uh, where we talk about the films of a particular actor, um, possibly even giving our favourite and least favourite, and this time it is Will Ferrell, who I have seen surprisingly few films. I've seen ten of his films. I thought we'd be more than that. I've seen six. And I thought it would be one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> As well. And to be honest, I don't even remember him being in a few of these, so... um. <laughs> Uh, so apparently he's in Austin Powers. I don't remember that. Uh, Have you seen Austin Powers? I'm surprised you've seen Austin Powers. I didn't know. A long time ago. Yeah, quite yeah. like the film that you choose to watch. No, in fact, Austin Powers 2 or 3, I think, is, is um one of the very few Tom Cruise films I don't have on DVD. Mm. There's a fun opening scene where he plays Austin Powers in a meta movie. Anyway, uh, I don't know who Will Ferrell played in that. I don't remember him. Um, a film called Dick, which is bad, um, which is about Richard Nixon. Apparently Will Ferrell's on that. I don't remember him. Um, <laughs> a film called Drowning Mona, where Nev Campbell and Casey Affleck get married and accidentally kill uh, Kathy Bates. Apparently uh, Will Ferrell's on that. I don't remember him. <laughs> um, Why did you watch these films anyway? Um, I am a fan of Nev Campbell. And it was going for one pound in Woolworths, back when Woolworths existed. Oh my god. It's still in my DVD collection, unlike Dick, which was in my DVD collection I've now got rid of. Um, right, well, also he's in Melinda and Melinda. I don't remember him being in that. Um, now the rest I've heard of, of any of these films. Melinda and Melinda is a Woody Allen film I watched at university. It's not good. Okay. So there you go. I, I'll already tell you my least favourite. Um, it's going to be uh, probably uh, Dick. <laughs> okay. right, let's move on to one that's actually good um, wow so he's, he did the, this, the, the whole Brat Pack thing using a few of those so Starsky and Hutch I think is one of the better ones of those um, Wedding Crashes I quite enjoyed I've seen Wedding Crashes too. Wedding Crashes okay. 2 the sequel no, no two. there isn't a sequel Wedding Crashes is probably my least favourite of the six I've seen it is my favourite Isla Fisher film though so uh, that's not difficult to choose though. No. Um yeah, Starsky and Hutch I thought I mean he's 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 barely in it, but I thought that was quite fun. That was a that was the right way to make a Starsky and Hutch film. Um, what else you got? Uh I have Zoolander, which is same of uh, the same pack as you mentioned. Oh yeah. Uh I can't remember who you played in Zoolander though. <laughs> that's that's the thing. Hasn't he got really weird facial oh, hair? Yeah, he has a, yeah, he has weird oh, hair. Weird hair. I watched yeah. the first five minutes or something of this one. Uh, I seen him in the producers. Oh, is that good? Yeah, by Mel Brooks. Uh, yeah, if you you like musicals, you're you're learning to like musicals. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Uh, it's it's pretty good. Um, it stars Nathan Lane, uh, Matthew Broderick, uh, Uma Thurman. It's a remake, isn't it, of um, of a film from some time before that? Uh, yeah, it was, and Mel Brooks, uh, Mel Brooks did a musical as well. Uh, wrote the music and all that. Oh yeah, and it's it's good fun. It's really good fun. It's uh, on the cheek humor. Um, it basically is about uh, two accountants, as you do, mm. who this who 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 has calculated that if uh, they made a big flop in opening night, they will still make more money than if the business continue on for a while. Okay. So yeah, I can't remember what the details were. Why? How they make more money if it flops on the first night? Seems but, unlikely, but sure. Yeah. So they chose a very very bad musical to stage. 
Springtime for Hitler. Springtime for Hitler, mm. <laughs> who was written by Will Ferrell's character. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So um, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, and the music's really good as well. It's very funny. It's one of those. Um, yeah. Oh, you well. you should check it out. I've seen uh, Bewitched. Oh dear. <laughs> uh, I think it was Nicole Kidman. It was. Yep. Yeah, who plays uh, the witch? It was. Yeah, it wasn't great. Because there was a TV series that this is based on, but isn't she a witch who's playing a witch in this film or something? Yeah, this is very meta. I didn't like that. I didn't understand. It was a witch being an actress playing... Yeah, yeah, you're right. It was a witch playing a witch on a TV series called Bewitch. Yeah, I suppose um, whatever you're good at. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I've not seen this film, but... Even if you, yeah, being a witch isn't going to help you if you're trying to conceal being a witch, is it? Because you've got like, no. don't worry, guys, I've got this magic spell. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. No, it wasn't great. Um, the last two films I've seen are Stranger Than Fiction. Oh, yes, I've seen that, yep. Mm-hmm. Which is enjoyable. Uh, and The Lego Movie, which I liked a lot. Oh, yes, I've, yeah. I've managed to miss The Lego Movie off my list, actually, so I've seen 11. Um, mm. Yeah, Stranger Than Fiction, it was, it was pretty good. I think the idea has been done better elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Ruby Sparks, I think, probably did it better. Uh, well, that was a bit later. It's okay. Um, yeah, it's fine. What else have I seen? Uh, Anchorman. I know a lot of people loved Anchorman. Um, I think it's got some good moments in it, but I, I didn't have a great affection for it. I didn't bother watching the sequel. That was kind of his big um, kind of call, call, to, call to fame. That's not a phrase. Um, that's, that's yeah, when he suddenly became a leading man, I guess, in, in these kind of things, I think. I, don't think. I can't think of anything he'd done before that that was... Uh, lead maybe um, old school or something, um, and I've seen uh, Daddy's Home, which is on Netflix uh, and is kind of exactly what you might think it would be. Um, he, <laughs> he and Mark Wahlberg uh, compete for the affection of uh, the kids, and Linda Cardellini plays the the long-suffering wife in a classic Hollywood comedy long-suffering wife role. Ah. <sighs> Not great. Um, she's, okay. I like Linda Carlini. She, she was um, Hawkeye's wife in Age of Ultron. And uh, Jess's sister in New Girl. There you go. <laughs> so, you, so you know her as Rose um, in association with other people. I'm afraid I do. I'm sure she's great know. in her own right and other stuff, but uh, I haven't seen it. I'd like to see more of her. Um, and The House, which I saw on a plane. Uh, he and Amy Poehler, um, who basically people who run a gambling or a casino in their basement and it's one of those things that kind of starts out with a quite a funny idea and then just goes massively off the rails uh, that's some nonsense I do like Amy Poehler though yes I, I, I like her I don't think her film career has been up to much no but yeah um, my favourite is the Lego movie I think fair enough uh, my favourite probably Starsky and Hutch um, which doesn't say much for Will Ferrell in my view um, but I thought you like the Lego movie as well. I do. I do. Uh, if, we, if we have to agree, let's go Lego movie. Yay! So, sometimes we claim we have to agree. <laughs> <laughs> Usually we don't bother. Uh, there you go, well, Will Ferrell. He, has he ever done a kind of properly... I guess Stranger Than Fiction might be the closest Stranger to a, a Fiction is, straight, yeah. straight acting role. Yeah. Um, or even that, he's kind of over the top a lot of the time. But um, yeah, I'd like to see if he can do that more. I guess kind of classic... A lot of comedians trying to draw more dramatic roles. But, uh, mm. Yeah, I haven't said that. I think if you 
suddenly he was playing Abraham Lincoln or something, you'd, you'd never buy it, would you? Um, no, not really. Uh, whereas when Steve Carell went into dramatic roles or, or, or Jim Carrey or whatever else, it worked a lot better. Um, who yeah, knows, right? Good yeah. work. Um, who are we actor factoring next time, Dijon? Uh, I think we may have done him before. I'm Brilliant. not sure. You can correct me. Okay. Have you done uh, Simon Pegg before? I don't think so. Hey! Right. Simon Pegg it is. Did you know that my mother used to teach him? What, really? Um, yes, she was, she, I think only, not, not, not necessarily prolongedly, but she, she did teach him. Uh, Simon, Simon, my brother Simon and I both tweeted him at some point to ask him about this and uh, he replied to Simon. I hadn't realised that Simon had tweeted, so he was just suddenly like, why is everyone suddenly tweeting me about my teacher when I was eight? Or... <laughs> so there you go. Uh, maybe your, we'll... your, your brother was not named after him, right? That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe I'll get mum on the podcast to, um, to talk about Simon Pegg as a child. <laughs> I suppose not. I don't think mum listens to this, so she, uh, she'll never know. Uh, let's move on to the quiz then. The quiz is about Robin Hood. I think we're level for the years, Ejan. We moment, are. And there exciting. are so many Robin Hood films. There are a lot. And I wrote this quiz some time ago, so I know, which usually means I've forgotten everything. Um, wow. So many Robin Hood films, Colin, for me to wait through is insane. I mean, you say so many. I mean, what's a dozen? Is it? It's <laughs> and I, I and I was reading about um the the there was um a studio was trying to make a universe about oh, Robin Hood as well. What? Yeah, and create solo films for each of the individual Robin Hood members. Is this still happening? I have no idea. That's, Sony. That sounds. Oh, Sony, get get your actor. This was probably come from the email leak to the Sony hack. <laughs> uh, okay. What was the name of the film in which Errol Flynn played Robin Hood? Uh, the Adventures of Robin Hood. Very good. Yep, you're going to like my question too. Okay. Uh, what animal was the Sheriff of Nottingham in the Disney's animated version of Robin Hood? Well, I've seen this so many times. Um, he was a lion, wasn't he? Oh, no. No, I'm thinking of the king. I'm thinking of the king. Ah, It's the wolf. Wolf. Wow, I used to love that film. Yeah, I know. It was your favourite Disney film. Uh, question two. Sean Connery made an uncredited appearance as which character in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? That's uh, Richard Lionheart. It is very good. I actually remembered that film quite well. Okay. Uh, question two. Who played Robin Hood in The Adventures of Robin Hood? It was the great Errol Flynn. Uh, question three. Members of the Rat Pack starred in Robin and the Seven Hoods. A re- what? A retelling of the story set in the 1930s in which American city? Oh my god, Colin, why? I'm just amazed this happened. Frank Sinatra was in it. He played um, Robbo, I believe, the lead. What is this? Why are you asking me this? Who? Well, because it's a quiz about Robin Hood films. <laughs> it's New York. It's Chicago, I'm afraid. Uh, Gangland Chicago. Question three. Uh, the song Everything I Do, I Do It For You Yes. by Brian Adams was nominated for Academy Award for Best Song. But lost to which song instead? I've got no idea. Uh, actually, ooh, that's probably the same year as um, My Heart Will Go On. No, it's 1991. Was it? Okay. <laughs> it's Beauty and the Beast. How am I supposed to know that? How am I supposed to know which city the Rat Pack was going to be in? It's always Chicago. Um, which British actor who later received a knighthood voiced both Prince John and King Richard in the 1973 animated Robin Hood? Oh, I don't know this. Don't really notice. No. Yeah, tell me. It's a uh, Peter Ustinov. Yeah, definitely. I know this. He played Urkel Paro in a few films on as well. There you go. Hmm. 
Question 4. Who directed, produced, co-wrote, and had a minor role in Robin Hood, Man in Tights? Ooh, I should know that. That, Robin Hood, Man in Tights, that feels like a Mel Brooks thing. I'll say Mel Brooks. It is a Mel Brooks thing. Uh, I, I may, maybe I did see that, but it feels very Mel Brooks. I love this film. It's one of my favourites. Okay, I've not seen it. And it's also um, Ridley Scott's favourite Robin Hood film as well. Well, I've seen his Robin Hood film. <laughs> Uh, and in fact, question five is about his film. Um, what was the original title of the script that became Ridley Scott's Robin Hood? Oh, I've seen this. I can't remember. Was it something like very gritty? Was it Hood? Uh, it was Nottingham. Because ah, it, it was originally going to focus on the sheriff of Nottingham, apparently. Oh, oh yeah, I remember that now. Um, my last question is also about this film. Okay. So, Robin Hood it's, it's marks... Too, just, to, just, to, just to build some tension, it's too all going into this final question. Uh-huh. Robin Hood uh, marks Ridley Scott and Russell Crowe's um, collaboration, yes. which... How am I going to say this? Uh, I didn't write this down properly. Okay. But which film? What? How many, num- uh, <laughs> how many films have uh, they made together, including this one? Is that what you're saying? Yes. How many films have they made together, including uh, uh, this one? Uh, up to that point? Yes. Right, let me see. They did uh, Gladiator. They did A Good Year. They did probably other stuff. Um, I'm going to say this was their fifth. Yeah, you're right. Oh, brilliant. Well done. They did American Gangster and Body of Lies. Okay. Hurrah, a glorious victory has pushed me ahead for the year. What are we quizzing on next time, Zijan? Um, I Because Mamma Mia 2 is coming out. Okay. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. But we're doing... Um, Musical films of the nine, uh, the twenty tens. Okay, cool. Uh, non animated. <laughs> this is the longest quiz title we've ever done. <laughs> I know. <laughs> non animated musical films of this decade. Yes. Jolly good. And our main topic for next time, Zijan, is what? Is there one? Is it Ant Man the Wasp? No, it's Mission no? Impossible Fallout. <laughs> oh, why can't it be Ant Man the Wasp? It hasn't I'll come. talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp while well, we talk about Mission Impossible. I mean, it won't have come out yet in this country, so I wouldn't have seen it. Um, whereas Mission Impossible Fallout will have done. So uh, that's what we're doing. I'm very excited. Very, oh, very excited. The Bye. end. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>